Hello, I'm Sinead. And I'm Brian. Each week we introduce each other to a film that we love. If the other's not equally enamoured, it could mean the end of our 22-year relationship. Warning, there will be spoilers, swearing and undoubtedly arguments. This is Reasons to Dump You. Hello, welcome back. Hello, welcome back. How are you? I'm good, how are you? I'm good, how is everybody? I'm going to assume yeah. everybody's good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounded like they were happy. No news is good news <laughs> and all that stuff. Exactly. Well, it's my week again, Brian. Right, right. It comes around like clockwork and it it's does. very exciting. It does. Every other week, it's Liddy's week. My choice. It is. Sinead's choice. It is. I've gone for a bit of fun this week. Okay, cool. I'm keeping it quite modern. Oh. Um, and I was inspired uh, by seeing a film with somebody recently that made me think of this film okay mm-hmm. all right do you want three clues as to what we're going to watch yes please i would love that numero uno numero ah the director of this film yeah also directed star wars the last jedi okay doesn't really help me but numero deux we have james bond in this film okay ah Oh, I think you, I know your it. Your little eyes have sparkled. Numero trois. Numero trois. Um, Netflix has acquired the rights for two sequels to this film. I know. What film do you think we're going to watch? I think we're going to watch Knives Out. Yes! <laughs> there you go. Bravo. See, unusual for me to know things. I know, but, but you're getting good with your facts. I am. I'm getting much better with them. You said that kind of aggressively. I'm going to be honest, you're like, facts. <laughs> I feel like the word facts needs to be said in a kind of a strong, confident way because they're facts. Okay. So that's that's where I was coming from with that. All right, I like that. Struggle with the whole terminology fact anyway, <laughs> but that's fine. Fake news. Fake news. Um, yeah, well, we recently saw Jamie Lee Curtis, didn't we? In, we did, in, in everything, everything, everywhere, all at once. Exactly. Yeah. And I love her so much. I thought, do you know what? I need to I need to see a bit more Jamie Lee. Yeah. So Knives Out is my choice this week. Perfect. Love it. Let's watch that. I like that. That's the first good choice you've made in about a, what six months. So well done. Offensive, but you know that's fine. <laughs> no, no, I'm really looking forward to it. That okay, good. let's go watch Knives Out, and then we'll come back and have a little chinny wag about Lovely. it. Lovely. We will be back in approximately three point six seven seconds. Hold up your pants. Go. Well, that was amazing. Yes, yes, it was. Fair play. That was bloody good. It was a good choice, wasn't it? Very good choice. Very good choice. What a great way to spend the morning. To quote Wayne's World, I like it a lot. I know. Well, shall I give you a synopsis? Yes, let's start with the synopsis before we go on any further. Jen. So yeah. I hope people have watched this film if they're going to listen to us talking about it because if not there are going to be spoilers galore I think. Yes, I think there will and fools for not going ahead and watching it. Exactly, so pause this now, come back to us, go and watch it. Yeah. Um, but a brief synopsis if you've seen it and are kind of needing a little quick overview. I've gone with the IMDb synopsis this okay. time. When renowned crime novelist Harlan Thromby, Christopher Plummer, is found dead at his estate just after his 85th birthday, the inquisitive and debonair detective Benoit Blanc, Daniel Craig, is mysteriously enlisted to investigate. From Harlan's dysfunctional family to his devoted staff, Blanc sifts through a web of red herrings and self-serving lies to uncover the truth 
behind Harlan's untimely death. Pretty much it. Dun, really. dun, dun, dun. If you love mysteries, if you love whodunits, if you want some dark black humour and a lot of family drama, dynamics and arguments, this is a film you need to go and watch. 100%. 100%. I completely agree. It was, um, yeah, just it's just really good. It's great. It's like watching, I know they put it in the film, but it's like watching kind of a really up-to-date, cool version of Murder, She Wrote. I mean, Murder, She Wrote is uh, cool on its own. It doesn't need to be updated, Brian. No. It can just stay as it is. But yes, there was a little clip from Murder, She Wrote in there. Yes, Do you want was. to know what episode of Murder, She Wrote that was? If you want. It was, who threw the barbitals in Mrs. Fletcher's chowder? Okay. <laughs> you look at me like, okay. Is that relevant? Yeah, yeah, that's a fact. Don't you now just want to go and watch that episode? Granted, not not dubbed in Spanish, but... Oh, no, I'd watch it in Spanish. <laughs> That'd be cool. That'd be really cool. Let's do that. Let's go and watch all of Murder, She Wrote in Spanish. Yeah, I think we might struggle to understand what was going on. Cool. So what do we want to talk about with regards to this film rather than Murder, She Wrote? Because I know you'll stay on old uh, Jessica Fletcher all I afternoon. I could talk about but... Jessica Fletcher all day long, yeah. Um, well, let me give you some facts, first of all. Okay, yeah, I? far away. So 2019, um, directed by Ryan Johnson... He originally came up with the concept for the film in 2005. Oh, wow. But was working on other things, so didn't write the script until 2017. um, And had lots of influences on the story. Okay. Which make a lot of sense if you've seen any of these films. Um, Murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. Sleuth. Yeah. Clue. Yeah. Gosford Park. Absolute classic. Love Gosford Park. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And Death Trap. Which yes. I haven't seen the film version of, but I have seen the play yeah. of, yeah, 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 which, um, yeah, an Ira Levin play, which is amazing. Um, I just love a whodunit. I love a mystery. I love when you get a detective that kind of comes in in this enigmatic, mysterious way yeah. with no real backstory, no real sort of understanding of why he's even there no. or how he's got there or why they're even letting him stay there. Well, this was more <laughs> the point. Like the fact that police just, well, he's a private investigator, he has to stay. Says who? Yeah, no, he doesn't, does he? He doesn't no. have any authority. Um, but I absolutely loved it. I loved it. And I think Daniel Craig was brilliant. I just thought he played the part absolutely spectacularly with yeah. that twangy Southern accent. Well, his accent was really good, right? Well, I thought it was really good. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm sure some American could, who actually is from that area would probably point out why it's not but to me it sounded really good I thought he was absolutely spot on in this yeah I thought he was I thought he was absolutely perfect um so the sequels that are going to arise from this yeah Netflix have commissioned two sequels um the first one is going to be called The Glass Onion okay a a Knives Out Mystery okay so it's essentially it's going to be Benoit Blanc Benoit Blanc on a new investigation so he's left James Bond to be Benoit Blanc (laughs) wow who would you rather have dinner with? Yeah, Benoit Blanc. Yeah, exactly. Of course yeah. you would. Yeah, it's true. As long as you hadn't committed a crime. Yeah, yeah. But then, you know, if I'd committed a crime, I wouldn't want to have dinner with James Bond either. Yeah, well, he's a spy. He doesn't care about, like, low-level crime. He's, like, no, on a big international scale. But it would upset me when you had sex with him until you were unconscious and he robbed us of everything we've got. We'd only have sex with him if he was in those blue shorts coming out of the ocean. Yeah, fair That was the only moment I'm having sex with... Uh, Daniel Craig's Bond. <laughs> Sorry, Daniel. It looks like you've been blown out, buddy. Very niche. Very niche moment. Um, I love the setup of this film. So yes. I'm going to talk about that. So you literally, it's just straight in. 
um, you open on the death and then you've got all these motives building just in that classic old Agatha Christie kind of way. Yeah, yeah. Everybody in the family has kind of got a motive. Um, you've got, you know, the son who is going to be ousted from the publishing company. Yeah. You've got the grandson who's going to be disinherited. Yeah. You've got the daughter-in-law who isn't going to be given any money anymore because she's been double dipping. Yeah, yeah. Um, as, as he tells her. Um, and I just, I just think it's just really cleverly written and the pace of it is just perfect. It doesn't, I didn't personally find it, find it kind of sagging at any point and no. it just kind of whips through that initial bit and you get to the apparent resolution of how he's died quite quickly. Yeah. And you think, well, where's the rest of this film going to go? Because you discover that, spoilers, um, he's been administered the wrong drug. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then to save the maid, he's sent her off to escape while he slits his own throat. Yeah. And that happens, I don't know what point in the film we kind of learn all this, but it's pretty early on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you're kind of left wondering what is going to happen with the rest of it. Yeah, I mean... I thought it was quite a clever little take on it. I think it's incredibly clever. And I think, I don't want to spoil it all for everyone, but I think, you know, if you want to know how to do a murder mystery, this is a great way to learn how Mm. to do it. Because I thought actually it does keep twisting and turning and adding new information and makes you feel like the detective you know you're like oh yeah i'm one step ahead you know like a good kind of like an agatha christie yeah. will you know so oh you think you're one step ahead of the writer and oh, i know what's happened here and then you don't and then you do and then you don't yeah and yeah yeah, exactly it was really clever and i thought because i've basically got three things that i i like and i really wanted to talk about was one of those was the editing which feeds into this really yeah, well yeah it was edited so well yeah. i mean it, as you say, it didn't sag at all. And I know part of that is with how it's written and how it's directed and everything else. And I'm not taking anything away from anyone. But the editing on it was really good, mm. really exceptional. And so was the cinematography and everything. I mean, but then the main thing that I want to talk about, I suppose you had to have good editing because the cast, phenomenal. what a cast. Yeah, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, not only have you got James Bond, but you've got the James, <laughs> you've got the James Bond girl. Yes. Marta yes. was the actual James Bond girl in the last... Anna de Armas. Yeah, she was in No Time to Die. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, like... Great, great chemistry. Great little actress. Yeah, great chemistry. Yeah. I don't know whether that's why they used them for... Yeah, apparently I think it was. So I think they did this and then Daniel Craig said... Right, yeah. Let's yeah. get her on board. So that was great. But again, I am slowly falling in love with Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, you I mean, I was always a little bit in love with her. But for a different reason when uh, she was younger. I have a feeling that's because of Trading Places. You were in love with Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, yeah, it was. That and other similar films. <laughs> but, um, but like, just amazing. I mean, she plays that role of the woman in this. I can't remember her name in this. Linda? Linda. I mean, it's so well done. When she turns on her at the end... It's like, you, you little, little bitch. bitch. Yeah, when and she's inherited everything. And yeah, she turns and on just her, the way amazing. she turns on her and, and just the way she plays this. The only kid in the family that's actually set up. I know they say like she got a loan from the dad, yeah. but has actually used it properly and actually is like him. Yeah. You know, she's really like the main character, yeah. the guy who kills himself. What was his name? Sorry, too many characters. You'll all learn in time. I'm not good with names. <laughs> 
Harlan Thrombey. Harlan, yeah. So she was the only one who was actually really like Harlan. And she was phenomenal. Mm. I thought she was brilliant. Um, I actually thought Don Johnson was pretty good. I honestly think it was a phenomenal cast. I think everybody turned it out. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, unparalleled. I mean, there's not... there's not. I mean, so good. There's there's just not enough words no. um, to describe how good she was. Um, I was just going to say when you were talking about Anna de, de Armes, yeah. um, she is in, there's an, and I saw a trailer for this and I didn't make the connection of who she was. Um, there's an upcoming Marilyn Monroe film called Blonde. Right. Um, I think it might be a Netflix film. So okay. It's coming out on Netflix. And there's a very short trailer um, with her as Marilyn. Ah. And it looks really interesting. Yeah. So I'm really intrigued to see. And she looks really like Marilyn. Um, so I think we should put that. 100%. Put that in your notebook. Put Get Let's your final facts out. Write that down. I will write it in my facts de philo, as they call it in France. Exactly. Um, we need to watch that film. But yes, Jamie Lee Curtis. I just, I think I want to be her. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you. I kind of want you to be as well. <laughs> no, but no, she is. She's absolutely, I mean, I, I can't talk about everything everywhere all at once. If you haven't seen that, go and see that. But like I mean, you chalk and cheese with the film. two characters. Yeah. But this, I love her in this as well. So much. She's so good. Well, I she... am proper getting an old... No offence here, Jamie, and I hope you don't throw a drink in my face next time I see you, but <laughs> old lady crush on this woman. <laughs> proper. It's amazing. Absolutely amazing. She's fantastic. She does. She plays that matriarch perfectly and, and the way that she can kind of switch yeah. Um, yeah, between things. And then there's Joni. Yeah. Who was played by Tony? Tony Collette. I mean, phenomenal. Kind of a kind of a Gwyneth Paltrow type yeah, totally. um, influencer yeah. that was yeah flam selling I mean, <laughs> selling her products, her lifestyle yeah. guru kind yeah. of Instagram. DM me on Instagram. I mean, it was so well done. Did you hear her say at one point, "I'm not on Twitter anymore"? Oh no, she no. Said, I'm not on Twitter anymore. So DM me on Instagram. <laughs> I read something when I was um, reading about the film was that um, she'd been getting lots of criticism for her business. So that's right. why she'd come off Twitter and gone onto Instagram. I thought, yeah, that's probably... I think that's what I need to talk about. It's like the level of detail in this film. Yeah. So whether or not it be the cast absolutely turning it out, yeah. the set design... Yeah, no, the production design I've written down here. I, I thought mean, it was beautiful. was amazing. Like the, the intricacy, even in um, Harlan's study, yeah. um, when they go upstairs to play... What is this game they're playing? Go. Go, yeah. I don't even I've know what this game is. It, it looked like no. sort of a checkers type game, but... Yeah, you lay a lot of black and white marbles or little... What looked like minstrels. Yeah. Onto a board and... And I don't know. I don't know how you I don't, I don't know how you I win. think you probably have to block them off. It's probably very similar to Minesweeper or something. All I could think was Connect Four, and I thought, oh. I'm sure this is much more complex. But anyway, even in his study, um, the level of detail going on there, there were all the, obviously he was a novelist, and there were all these little post-it notes yeah. um, stuck kind of to the back wall that looked like, oh, that's obviously a plot he's working on, and these are kind of little post-it notes. The bookshelves with his books on, they all had individual spines you know and covers and like yeah, actual yeah, yeah. actual books all the little um elements in the house there was kind of skulls and crossbones on the stained glass there yeah, was yeah. sort of taxidermy there was uh, sort of weird kind of puppets and all these strange kind of things but it felt genuinely like a house that he lived in yeah it did yeah. it felt really believable the whole thing no and the house itself was Beautiful. It was absolutely amazing. I, I I would live in that house. And then as well, on top of that, you had the um, the reason I said production design. You know, is like everything feeds into it. So 
the hair and makeup, mm-hmm. the um, costumes, I mean, were brilliant. Again, Jamie Lee Curtis's like, outfit at the start was just perfect. Yeah, yeah. How they dressed um, Marta, the maid, all the way through it yeah. was absolutely perfect. Um, even Fran, the, the housekeeper, you know, everything they did in it just all fed into this very believable family even though it was a ridiculously rich family, it yeah. was this very believable family kind of group. Yeah, yeah, totally. It gave me, um, when when we had sort of family scenes together, it was giving me elements of carnage. Yes. Um, where, you know, you have the two sets of parents kind of trying to politely get together to discuss their sons, but actually at complete loggerheads and the whole thing descends into carnage. It kind of gave me vibes of that. And Don John, no, 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 not Don Johnson. Daniel Craig yeah. got the best line. You talk about people's families. Got the best line in a film. I thought it came in a different film, but I've just realised the best line in a film ever. And he must have been so happy. He probably took the part purely based on the one line. Oh, okay. You've built this up. It better be good. When he says, um, when the Nazi child was masturbating in the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, that was brilliant. That was brilliant. I that was like, that. yeah, one yeah. of the grandsons who, who was, yeah, this awful... But all the parents were defending were... their kids and like, my son's lovely. They were like, he's a little Nazi. <laughs> yeah. but... but that brings me on to the family in general. I yeah. mean, they were unpleasant people, weren't they? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were out and out unpleasant people. I mean, even with Marta, um, we... We had different people thinking she was from Paraguay, thinking she was yeah, from no e- Ecuador, Uruguay, Brazil. Brazil. Um, nobody actually seemed to know where she was from, no. nor did they care. No, and they all said, I wanted you at the funeral. Every single one. Yes, but, but, you, but I got outvoted. Yeah, which is a typical family trait. Yeah. You know, well, I, I wanted you to a- get this. Abso- and absolute You bullshit. don't know that one of you is full of shit, Yay. but it's like... And and then in, in that vein, then we had um, a scene about halfway through where they're talking about immigration and I think it's Don Johnson's character says yeah. America is for Americans yeah, 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 and all this awful and this is I think the one time that um, Joni actually <laughs> comes out a little bit better than the than the rest of them by sort of saying can you can you hear yourself don't and then they try and drag Marta into this awful conversation about basically how they feel about immigration and yeah, how, how they, she did it the right way. Exactly. And how they feel towards people. And it's just like, yeah, you people are, are utterly awful people. Yeah. There's just, there's no real redeeming features of yeah. any of them. And that's a hard thing to pull off to make us actually still engage with the film. Yeah. And I think though it's, it's good because it's, it's kind of everybody. Like, people do that from all countries. It's not just America. America, mm. was, especially at that time, were a pretty hardcore version. Mm. You know, uh, Donald Trump's America was mm. a pretty hardcore mm. version. But, you know, they're the same here. You know, it's like you get people in the UK who are like, oh, yeah, but they came here legitimately and they've worked and, they're, they're, and they don't claim. You know, there's this whole... Well, people have a skewed vision. Thing. Yeah, and I thought they just did that really well, that even though these people are really sort of... What's the word? Like, really fortunate, really lucky. Really privileged. That's the one. Um, And they actually have a lot of these immigrants, Mm. for want of a better word, working for them. Mm. They actually don't like them. Mm. You know, they'll take advantage of it, but they they don't like it. But they take advantage of it. And they call her family. Yes. You know, and all that. And it's like, come on. And then turn on her in a a heartbeat. Yeah, I I thought it was actually really, really well done because it was kind of... 
not excuse it was just laid bare it was there it wasn't excused but it also you know didn't they didn't take half an hour in that scene you know yeah. it was kind of just done and sort of moved on and it was spattered sort of throughout the character traits um continually do you want to know what big noms this film got big no nom- thank you big nominations no thank you I'm well fine. i'm gonna tell you anyway because <laughs> okay. after i know you are after so. 20 odd years of um being with you, I don't listen to what you say anymore. So, Oscar. That happened after six months, everyone. Not 20 years, six months. In fact, I don't think I made it to six months. Six uh, weeks. I mean, I think people have got the gist of you by now. So, Oscar 2020, nominated for Best Original Screenplay. Really? Indeed. No, no, because I'm really straight. I find that weird because I was there. Oh, God, here we go. No, I was there. And oh, and you don't remember. Well, what what else was nominated that year? No, then, but I bumped in at Daniel outside and I'm sure he would have mentioned it. Well, oh, that's all right. I'll call him after this. It's fine. We'll, we'll work it out. He's clearly started keeping secrets. That's fine. If that's how we're going to work, that's fine. Well, yes, it was. So okay. just, just to refresh your memory, it was yeah. nominated for Best Original Screenplay. Yeah. And also at the BAFTAs, it was nominated for Best Screenplay. No, is that it? Um, it had other noms, but they're the two biggies. Oh, okay. They're the two biggies. Um, unfortunately, it didn't win either of them. Okay. But that's what because did? there was a blooming X, like beyond the pale film, that that won both of those categories. In 2020? Can't mm. think. You've seen it. I believe you. You loved it. You're Probably. Gonna, when I tell you what it is, you're going to be like, of course, Parasite. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Fair it, play. They didn't stand a chance it, against Parasite. Exactly. I think it was a tricky year in general because Parasite was up, Marriage Story was up, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Wow, okay, that, yeah. So, so it, it was kind of a tricky to even be to in win. there, that was pretty big, 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 big stuff. Yeah, exactly. Uh, budget, 40 million. Okay. Box office, 311 million. 40 million for one house. I suppose about 80% of that would have been the cast, though. Probably. And I think they used three houses. No, no, Sinead, I saw it. <laughs> okay. I think the production used three houses, Brian. No, again, I saw it. It was one house. <laughs> well, I'm telling you, they used three. But why didn't they just shoot the outside and build the inside? Mm. I'm going to have to have a chat with them about You're that You're going to have as well. to talk to them about it because they've obviously not thought this through. Maybe I'll fly out after this. Um, yeah, it was in Massachusetts. And use they a used a private jet. I don't know. We'll see. Three months shoot as well. Really? Which I thought was, you know. That's not too quite, bad for Quite Hollywood. compact, I yeah, thought. Yeah, pretty, but pretty just big. one house uh, makes it easier. Oh, for goodness sake, it wasn't one house. <laughs> you, know how, you know how this works. This wasn't one house. Another absolute joy of mine in storytelling yeah the old whatever you want to call it the old recap the old flashback right love 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 and this film gave it to us in droves yeah but they weren't really well they were flashbacks i suppose but it was part of the story wasn't it it's like exactly well it was they played with the with the timeline with the narrative a little bit more so it wasn't the traditional jessica fletcher flashback no but i loved it Oh, me too. And that's and what I actually really like, and this is why I mentioned the editing and the directing and the screenwriting, I suppose, is um, when they were talking to Marta, she was remembering the one course of events, but mm. she wasn't telling it. And then she'd tell another course of events. Yeah. And I just thought it was really, really clever. And the, where the way they showed the mind of how the main guy, what was his name? The guy that killed himself. I, I, oh, my goodness. What was it? Harland. Harland. The way his mind worked, like, as soon as they realised she'd made a mistake, no, do this, do this, don't do this, yeah. come up here, do that, they're going to question this. There'll be something. 
it was just like yeah that's cool man and and using all those little flashbacks yeah i think it was really i think it was really well plotted again i feel like this is a film that my mum would be very confused to watch oh god yeah because she likes things to be on a very straightforward narrative keel and gets very confused (laughs) when things when things shift well she does that's i'm not saying that because of her age i think she just gets confused when when what when when timelines shift and when things start happening before something and after something and she just gets a bit a bit befuddled and i tell you one thing she would have turned it off for Mm. sick in someone's face that was that was a bit hardcore. That was a bit much, wasn't it? But I did love the idea that Marta couldn't tell a lie because when she did, she threw up. I yeah. thought that was a lovely little bit of humour. The humour in this um, elevated it as well. I think if this had been just a drama, uh, you know, a, a sort of an Agatha Christie style serious drama, yeah, I don't think it would have been half as good as it was. I think yeah. all the humour and everything elevated it to the next level. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think, you know, it was... Very cleverly told. I, I would struggle to pick a hole in how it was told. You would, because there weren't many holes to pick. No. And I can tell you that uh, David Rooney from The Hollywood Reporter... Rooney! He said it was a treat from start to finish. Well, there you go. And A.A. Dowd from the A.V. Club, madly entertaining. From the A.V. Club? Yeah. It sounds like a company. I'm going down the A.V. Club, rent a radio. I thought that was quite a cool name for... A... No, don't like it. <laughs> don't like it. They need to change it. Well, anyway, got excellent, excellent uh, critical, critical response. But nonsense with all this critical responses. Right. Who cares? Let's focus on what was really important. Which is? Jamie Lee Curtis's glasses. Oh, you're obsessed with glasses. Well, of course I am. I've been wearing them since I was about getting six months old. Her glasses, spot on. Yeah, she did have stunning glasses. They were absolutely amazing. Wow. Yeah, well, again, I mean, it's the costume design and... The production design yeah. and everything, isn't it? I think they absolutely smashed it. They really did. But, I mean, all of those actors, you can see why they're a big bucks actor. Oh, and by the way, I don't know how new he is, but the guy who played the police detective. Um, I've got his name here. Somewhere. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> the main police detective guy. Yeah. He was amazing. Absolutely amazing. And I'd never seen him before. I you don't have know. seen him before. Oh. Lakely Lee Stanfield. Okay. Um, he was in Sorry to Bother You. Ah, uh-huh. okay. Now, but yeah. since, not... That was he made was, after this, wasn't it? Uh, Sorry to Bother You was made before this. Oh, really? Okay, we didn't see it until after we'd Probably seen Probably not, no. Um, he was also in Uncut Gems with Adam Sandler, but oh, I wow, okay. don't remember... I don't remember remember Uncut Gems that well, to no, be honest I with don't. you. I found it all a bit stressful. This will get a lot of people undoubtedly writing in... <laughs> Good luck. We've got <laughs> a pretty people... heavy mailbag this end. But um, that was an awful film. Uncut Gems. I'm not sure you can say it was awful. I can. Look, I think I it was did. a divisive film, wasn't it? I think it was very marmite It was awful. Yeah. I, I mean, I wasn't a huge fan. I don't think it was awful. Well, no. I mean, it wasn't awful. But everyone's like, oh, Adam Sandler was amazing. Yeah, no, it well. wasn't for me. No. It wasn't for me. But yes, he was in that as well. And I agree with you. I thought he was brilliant. Okay. Ah, yeah. No, I just thought he was really, really good. I even like the other dipshit detective who was like really a fan of he was a huge fan of everything yeah yeah he was a huge fan of Benoit and he was a huge fan of um Harlan's work yeah um and I thought that yeah I thought that was quite a sweet pairing between the two of them um another sort of smaller character that I liked well quite a minor part was the lawyer that came in to read oh yeah he was great he was amazing I absolutely loved him and he's in something else well he's Frank Oz 
Oh, of so course. Of course he's, he is. Yeah, yeah, been in Endless Things and also the voice of Yoda. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and I think, actually, he was also in Trading Places with Jamie Lee Curtis. Could have been. So I think they've been... I think you might be mistaken for Denim Elliott, but we'll go with it. No, no, no. I don't think he had a big part in Trading... Denim oh, okay. Elliott had a big part in yeah, Trading Places, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, no, totally different. Ah. Um, and also, apparently, um, and I'm I'm kind of guessing at what point this voice cameo was... But I read that Joseph Gordon-Levitt did a voice cameo. Now, he was in a film called Brick, if you remember, that we saw many, many, many years ago. And that was directed by Ryan Johnson, who directed this film. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt had a voice cameo um, as Detective Hard Rock. Now, at the very beginning of the film, Marta's at home with her sister and mother and her sister's watching some sort of cop show or detective show on her yeah. laptop yeah. and you can hear the audio of it, I think that must have been it had to be, Joseph Gordon-Levitt's voice because I can't think where else we heard, apart from the Murder, She Wrote episode, which wasn't obviously wasn't it because yeah. it was dubbed apart from anything. Um, I think that's where it was. Wow. Do you just love all these little things though? All these little, tiny, little, lovely little But that's the thing. That's gems what make, within it. That's what makes a great film, isn't mm. it? It's, it's that sort of attention to detail, that care that every single department has put into it and has loved it. And one thing I liked about this, and I'm sure there is um, plenty of special effects in it, mm. but, it, you know, it's not a special effects film. No, not but, at all. But, you know, no, no. now there's a huge thing, like everything is virtual studios, green screen, you know, computer-generated imagery. You go and watch a film and pretty much everything you're seeing nowadays has got hugely computer-generated backdrops at the very least. Yeah. And I just really like this being a simple thing that's set in one house, shot in three, set in one house... <laughs> He's learning. ...with, like, six fabulous actors mm. that um, just kept you thinking, you know, just just kept you on your toes and, and just kept you entertained through good acting well, I mean it wasn't really anything else to it yeah 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 yeah. exactly in that way it was very theatrical and yeah like a play really wasn't yeah, it yeah. and you can see that in some of the influences because some of the things that um Ryan Johnson's referred to um you know started off as plays but it was that element of the script and the performances together like you say it wasn't relying on any grand scenes yeah. or any I mean they even make the joke when Marta um, goes on the on the run I mean that's a, an exaggeration but when she tears off in the car oh, thinking yeah, that Benoit Blanc's chase. after her yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's like the, the crappiest car chase ever yeah. and I think she gets the car up to about 60 or something yeah it's about 68 miles an hour so and he's like Florence I am <laughs> and when they when they eventually stop her the cop says to her that was the worst car chase ever yeah 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 um, so you know th- there's no sort of big scenes like that there's scenes that that really sparkled and I loved like the will reading when yeah, they realise they've all been disinherited and they all will absolutely lose lose the plot but there's no kind of great big big scenes to go no. with and like you say no well there was some green screen work. Would you like me to explain it to you? Please do. Um, so the portrait of um, Harlan oh, yeah. on the on the wall, that was green screened in. Okay. Because when they were filming, it wasn't complete. Ah, uh, okay. So they ended up green screening it at the end. I think that's a genius thing to do, though. Mm. For that sort of thing, I think, great, love it, do it. Yeah. You know, and I, I love it when they use it for behind a door or so. If you're going from one floor to the next, they use green screen so they can use two different places. Oh, it looks very natural. It's very, yeah, yeah, but, you know, I'm talking more about 
everything we've seen recently is kind of well the action films and the yeah fantasy yeah yeah films you know and, I mean you have to use it in those sorts of films though don't you in order to get the agree effect that there's you a need. space in the world for both yeah 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 but at the minute it's like eighty five percent of that space because it's money yeah is taken up with the big spectacle where mm-hmm. it's all kind of you know what is technically got to be a fantastic actor given the performance of life opposite a green cube or something. I know, I don't know how people do And then, you know, they they put everything else in. But yeah, I just really like, I think you get a different energy Mm. when people are acting with people. Mm. Yeah, I think, you know. And it doesn't hurt the fact that they were phenomenal people. I know. I mean. Michael Shannon, brilliant. Yeah, amazing. But Tony Collette. Yeah. I mean, brilliant, because you, you just hate her character <laughs> yeah. at first. And actually, it's like, yeah, she's just given this thing off of I'm doing really well. Mm. And especially after recently watching that bloody bad vegan, I just thought... Oh, I know. Well, that's left me with all sorts of uh, thoughts and feelings. Yeah. But yes, she did remind me. Yeah, if if, yeah. No, if anybody wants to watch Bad Vegan, it's on Netflix. Um, a documentary series about a woman who ran a, got duped after running a, a vegan cafe in new york or yeah. restaurant yeah like an upscale vegan yeah. restaurant and and i just thought oh my god it's like her like yeah. they were saying everything online was like this perfect life yeah. in actuality she's borrowing money potentially stealing money yeah. you know like yeah, everything yeah. i just thought wow like yeah yeah no no no, no yeah, yeah it did really it made it kind of made me think of that as well um another interesting thing um I, I read was ryan johnson was saying oh you know it's quite hard to do a, a whodunit or a mystery film where there's a bad guy yeah. if if you're going to be using tech because you can use iPhones but you can't give iPhones to a bad guy apparently oh because of Apple exactly so right. um, so that I did notice there was a lot of iPhones floating around in this film yeah um, and I was kind of thinking oh who who are we not seeing with the phone or who are we seeing with the phone um, but I just thought that was quite a funny aside. So if you're if you're watching a movie that's got a bad guy, have a look, see if he's got an Well, I know she she didn't have. Marta didn't have. No. And obviously she was suspected the whole way through. Yeah. So, she didn't so have. that was, yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis did, I think. Yeah. Um, and the other and uh, Walt, played by, what's his face? Michael Shannon. Michael Shannon. Yeah. Was wearing an eye watch. Because every time he checked the phone, oh, it was an Oh, yeah. The other interesting thing I thought, and again, this is about the absolute attention to detail. Apparently, um, production checked with Ryan Johnson about the times of the script, times of the action. So that if an iPhone was in shot or a a watch or anything, that they could make sure that the time on the device was was absolutely set correct. And then there's one moment, I think, just before the reading of the will, Jamie Lee Curtis's phone is really, really sort of in screen and you can see it says t- I think like 10 10 19 in the morning or something like that right, yeah and I just thought it's so cool you know just all these tiny tiny little things that you know they obviously care about and just want to get that whole sense of sort of believability to the whole thing yeah absolutely great I thought it was amazing yeah me too I have one big question for you go on what would you have done if you had inherited all that money all that estate right from these people, yeah, would you have given them any of it? Would you have given any of it back? To who, though? Well, so at the end of the story, Marta inherits Okay, everything. so same story, I'm Marta. Yes. And then at the very end... Yes. I have to decide whether to give them any money back or yeah. not. Yeah. No. You don't give them anything? No. Okay, why? 
because they were going to sell me down the river. True. They weren't going to give me anything. True. They, they wanted me. Like, if it would have been a case of, oh, my God, I inherited it. They were upset, but they didn't kick off. Mm. They would have got some. But they put my mother at risk. They, you know, put in dodgy phone calls. They tried to get me to renounce it. They talk about laws of, you know, getting her nicked so they can get it done, dusted. No. Not you don't. Paying. You don't get any reward for that. No. The only one who might might be Meg because she apologised. Yes. For doing that call and telling about my mother. I you feel know, like she than, deserved to get yeah, maybe, something, yeah. or at least have her schooling yeah. sort of paid for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know what? I don't know what I would have done. Oh come on! I don't know. Well, what, who, Jamie Lee Curtis doesn't need it, so you didn't need to give her it. No. Don Johnson, who cares? Doesn't deserve it. Well, he hasn't done another anything. Ma- another man ever. having an affair. <laughs> Um, Walt and his wife are raising a Nazi. <laughs> what are we going to do? Fund that? No, no, that's true. And to be fair, she wouldn't know how to run a um, publishing company anyway. Mm. So she could just tell him to carry on running the publishing company. And give him a wage. Yeah. I don't know. I was just thinking there and I was thinking, what would I have done? Would, would I have kind of caved and kind of given them some money or would I have just... What, you give Joni money to run Flam? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just feel like... I don't, good karma would be to you know give them something okay I mean it's not your money to give that's the other thing as well the old man didn't want him to get a penny so if you give him money you're going, you're against, going his against his wishes and then you have to live with that oh my god this is a complex thing I it didn't is realize isn't it that... you know the main thing is to fulfill the wishes of the person who has passed mm. that's the main thing to do so Really, that would be the toughie. But it's more the way they reacted afterwards that would put the nail in the coffin. The fact they just flip on me and I didn't know anything about it. And I'd be like... You're one of the family. You bitch. Yeah. You've been trying to get all this money for him. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. The, the and Walt would be gone because after he threatened my mother and started talking about how she was an immigrant and everything, nah, you yeah. ain't getting nothing. You're sacked. Yeah. Get out. No, they were they were all very um, unlikable people. Yeah. So I think, yeah. yeah, they should have been. Are you excited for Benoit Blanc's next mystery? I am, actually. I think it's going to be quite cool. I'm quite looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to that, too. I think I think there's a lot of legs in that character. Yeah, I think there is. He's I like, think there is. He's like a southern Hercule, Hercule Poirot. Yeah, yeah. I think that could run and run and run. Um, unfortunately, I think it might not run as long as... Um, the English actor's Poirot. What's his name? David Suchet. No, 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 no. Yeah. I'm not having a good... No. Don't jump ahead and guess what I'm thinking. You said Let's not have a row Poirot. on... I've told you David Who's Suchet. Who's the English actor that plays Poirot currently? Uh, Let's not have okay. a row. All right. You say Poirot. On air. On air out. <laughs> We're just doing our dirty laundry in front of the world. Well, I'm going to finish my sentence because otherwise on, that's just rude. You say Poirot to me. I didn't say Poirot to you ever. You said, who plays... I did say Poirot to yeah. you. <laughs> well, you've just shamed yourself. Okay. Don't edit that out. You I'm leave not. that in. Trust me, that'll be there. <laughs> My point is, if you say Poirot to me, a child of the 90s, I am going to say David Suchet. I now understand you're talking about the current or recent So films. why can't you just say who it is? Kenneth Branagh. Yes. Yeah, good. There you go. <laughs> you've ruined my point. What the fact point? is, Kenneth, Kenneth Branagh. Branagh, unfortunately, I think his Poirot... You're not a fan. I don't. I don't like the moustache. Sorry, man. Get over it. A double moustache. What are you trying to do? 
are you trying to prove? What You're trying you? to be just prove that I'm a good actor because I got a double moustache. Mm-hmm. Doesn't help. What do you mean a double moustache? He has like two moustaches. Does he? Watch it. It's weird. <laughs> Well, one on top of the other. It's weird. It's like one and then another. You watch it. Guys, right in. Back me up. But and A, he, and B, it's just, it's just, oh God. He, he tries to play it like bloody David Suchet. And it's like, well, you're not. So don't. And as for putting a walking stick in a wall and someone running into it, and that's how you catch him. Come on. Come on. <laughs> I'm still intrigued. I'm going to have Come to go on. off and look at this double moustache situation because... Seriously, check it out. Are you sure it's not just a moustache like... Bring it up on your phone if you want. Where's your phone? Okay. Come on. We're going to, We're take, going to look it. We're going to do it now. It's not going to take very long. It's... um. What's his face? What's his name? Kenneth Branagh. Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> I'm terrible with names. This is called old age, folks. When you get over 40, this happens. Yeah, well... Okay, what is double about that? Look, one, two. He's got two edges to okay. it, one, two. People, just Google uh, an image of Kenneth Branagh as Poirot. I, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's, a the, double I mean moustache. it's one moustache and he's just brushed it slightly No, funkily. it's a double moustache. <laughs> anyway, yes, for me, um, I enjoyed I enjoyed it. I did. Um, but, yeah, David Suchet will be... Forever, Hercule Poirot. 100%. Same as Joan Hickson will always be Miss Marple. No, you're end, wrong. End of conversation. No, you're wrong. Well, why? Who do you think it should be? I, I don't know. Exactly. I don't know. You don't who even else. know Margaret Rutherford. But it's Joan Hickson all day long. Okay. I would like to know. Go on then. How many VHS tapes you are giving Ooh. Knives Out? Okay, cool. So I really like the script. I really like the production design, the editing, the music. I enjoyed the casting is phenomenal for yeah. this film. Yeah. I feel like you're just gonna go off now and watch a whole back catalogue of Jamie D. Curtis films. Oh yeah, totally. Just the back catalogue. That, that's the week. Um I you know, obviously he did a great job of directing. Um I think, you know, overall this was a a, a really great film that keeps you entertained from beginning to end. But based on the fact that Jamie Lee Curtis is a phenomenon in it. Mm-hmm. I'm giving it four and a half VHS. It's never going to get five. It can't. That's impossible. It can't do it. But do I? did I ever shoot by half? No, I'm going to give it four and a half. I really enjoyed it. It was really enjoyable. It's rare that I get a film that I really enjoy. It ticks all the boxes I like. Murder mystery, kind of. Thrills and spills, all in one location. Phenomenal cast. Yeah, four and a half. I'm good with that. I'm happy with that. I know I've just argued with myself about it for nearly, I don't know, a minute on there, but I'm going with it. Say something for Christ's sake. I mean, I'll be honest with you. you. That's not rare. This is our life. Uh You talk for two minutes. I listen. I speak for 10 seconds. You talk for two minutes. That's basically how our relationship goes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Guys, just listen back to season one. <laughs> Add up all the time I speak. It's about three minutes. <laughs> Across all episodes. Across all episodes. And those were long episodes. Sinead is on one the whole time. Just, I feel like you know. just doing a RuPaul silence. But I won't because I'm polite. Lip sync um, for your life. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm having an out-of-body experience. Um, you've, really, you've really warmed my heart with that. Good. I, the, the way that you were building that up, I thought, oh, he's building this up to do the butt to then drop it down to like three or something ridiculous. Two. Um, so I'm really, really chuffed. This might have just saved our relationship, to be perfectly honest. Okay. We can continue 
Now, right. that, now that I know that you love this film as much <laughs> as I do. Um, I, I, to be honest with you, I wasn't going to go as high as that. Oh. Um, I feel like you've gotten carried away with this Jamie Lee Curtis love affair. And yeah. You, and you've added a 0.5 on there. I have. Um, I'm going to go four out of five. Why? Because why am I not going higher than that? Um, well, just tell me why you're going for four. Oh, because I absolutely loved the script. Um, I loved the cast. I loved yeah. I loved the setting. I loved the set design. I loved the pace. I loved the story. It gave... So, so why did it lose a point? Why did it lose a point? Well, this is what I'm now sort of thinking because I really, really did love it. Um, do I need to go higher with this? No, 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 no. You've, you've made your bed. Lay in it, sister. I wasn't a fan when we left the house. When we left the house, albeit incredibly briefly, yeah, um, to go to the um, laundromat, to go to the laundromat and the car chase and everything, um, as important to the plot as that was and as entertaining as that was, I kind of missed not being in the house. Right, I didn't okay. mind when we were at Marta's home. That felt we like were still inside her. You were still inside a hat. That kind of felt, you know, natural yeah, yeah, yeah. place to be, and it made sense. Um, but when it opened up beyond the the house and the confines of that world, I felt it kind of just lost a tiny, tiny little something. Oh. Um, oh. And, and <laughs> cool. you know, just there's something about a five-star film when, when you, which you walk away from and you're kind of absolutely elated and it kind of lasts a really, really long time. And I don't think this quite has that extra little sparkle for me. And I'm the one who talks all the time. Just saying, hashtag. Put it out there. Ne- hashtag Sinead talks all the time. I know it's a lengthy happier. hashtag, I mean, but make you sure you ask the question, I answered it. So it's a four from me. So that's a total of eight, eight and, a half. and a half VHS tapes. That is pretty sweet. Jamie, that's all down to you, sister. <laughs> well, that, definitely that extra 0.5, I think. Well, yeah, it is, to be fair. Her glasses probably got that extra 0.5. No, I just loved her in it. I really, even when she read the message at the end. And just the heartbreak in her eyes. She's a brilliant actress. Even though she, you could see she knew he was cheating on her anyway. Mm. But like just the heartbreak to be told it. Mm. Incredible. Mm. Agreed. Incredible. Reasons to dump you? Yeah, you can't have any, right? No, this is a good run. Last week I had very few. This week you've got none. Thanks for listening, guys. No? Too no, soon? too soon. Oh. Yeah, you can... Get that from my steely stare. I know. Which I think people are even getting over the airwaves. Number one. There's more than one? Yeah. This is so going to be three and a half by the time you finish. Um, apparently I talk too much. Oh, God, yeah. You talk way too much in life. Incredibly rude. <laughs> Next. <laughs> my second reason. Go on. You. I can't believe you've got more than one, but go on. Poirot's moustache. Yeah, but what? how can you dump me for a double moustache? Because he doesn't have a double moustache. He does. You just saw the bloody picture. No, Brian, that's one moustache brushed in a very fanciful way. No, it's a double moustache. It's pathetic. It's a cry for help. I'm not having it. Sinead, take it away. My third reason. No, this is now the second reason. No, technically this is the second reason because the second reason doesn't count. So one reason one was still number one. Reason two was null and void. Reason two. Okay. But this final reason is worth probably about five. I told you the episode title of the Murder She Wrote 
episode that was playing. Which was? Who threw the barbitals in Mrs. Fletcher's chowder? And you said, who cares? What's that got to do with anything? Move on. Thinking about it has quite a lot, doesn't it? Because it's all about poison, I'm assuming. Barbitals. Exactly. Yeah. So actually, very relevant to the story. Look, at the end of the day, when it comes to you, anything, anything about Jessica Fletcher that isn't a glowing reference of joy will always earn me a reason to be dumped. And that's been for over 20 years now. Yeah. Don't disrespect Angela Lansbury because we're done. I mean, it goes more than Jessica Fletcher. It's Angela. Anything she's ever done, ever. Yeah. Yeah. Woman can do no wrong. No, no. And I agree. She's great. But she's not perfect. Had to have the last word, people. Okay. Reason number four. Always has to have the last word. Well, look. Reason number five. (laughs) You know, I'm glad that we both enjoyed it. No, me too. Because it is a stunningly good film. It's very good. And just an enjoyable wild ride of 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 a mystery. Yeah. And I just think if you didn't enjoy it, you're dead inside. Wow. Yeah. Big, big statements to be made here. Wow. And I think it's a bit rude and a bit weird that you're giving me reasons to be dumped when you gave it a lower score than me. But... I'm just throwing it out there for the people. Yeah, but you only gave it a 0.5 higher because of Jamie Lee Curtis's glasses. You can't give a film an extra 0.5%, not percent, but point, because of someone's glasses. Bloody can. Wait till I watch a Tom Ford film. Wait. You wait. Yeah. You're done. That's it, sister. That's me now. It's true, isn't it? It's all going to be about glasses forever. That's it. Done. That really doesn't surprise me. Look, before we drift into the great fashion podcast that we could do, that was Reasons to Dump You. That was Reasons to Dump You. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much indeed. I hope you enjoyed. If you did, please rate us five stars wherever you get your podcasts from. Yeah. And you can follow us on reasons underscore pod on the old Instagram. We're not on Twitter at all. No, we're not. (laughs) And don't forget, if you're out and about, and uh, you bump into someone new and you think this guy's a cool cat, feel free to refer us to them too, verbally. One last fact before we go. Go on then. Uh, He took the title of the film from a 2001 Radiohead song. There you go. We can go listen to that now if you want. All right, let's do it. I'm not going to play it at the end of the podcast. Don't get excited. We can't (laughs) afford the rights. But we're going to go and listen to it ourselves. Yeah. All right. Well, that was it. We'll see you next week for My Choice. Good stuff. Bye. Bye.